Governor, former mayor, current U.S. Senate candidate Pat McCrory joining me um, via a Comrex device uh, that he uh, still has from his old radio hosting days. The and Scott Pageant Studio. That's, <laughs> oh, you've named your you've named your studio. everything's named after Scott Pageant oh. in the region. Well, <laughs> I guess that makes sense then. Uh, all right, so there was a story in the Charlotte Observer, which is actually what I wanted to talk with you about. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, again, props to the Observer for finally taking an interest in George Soros funding. Um, there are few people. The article begins that are more maligned in ultra conservative circles. Then George Soros, the Hungarian-born investor and philanthropist who has donated millions to Democratic causes and candidates. Um, I'm just kind of curious, like, if I would ever read a sentence like that about the Koch brothers that talked about all of their philanthropy. I somehow doubt it. But U.S. Representative Ted Budd, a Donald Trump-backed candidate in North Carolina's 2022 U.S. Senate race, has a loose business connection with the billionaire activist according to records with the U.S. SEC. Um, so uh, have you read the story or have you been yeah, briefed it, on it? That It's not a loose business okay. association. Um, Soros is the major, was the major stockholder, majority stockholder of the Bud uh, family company that sold seeds which, seeds, which ended up ripping off farmers for millions of dollars during a bankruptcy proceeding where the family hid money. And the ironic thing is Soros bailed out of it before the bankruptcy, and then the Bud family also made a lot of money. It's the farmers that lost millions of dollars, and the government, then the federal government, had to come help bail them out. And uh, it's it's something that, you know, when you run for the U.S. Senate, you get vetted, and and this, this direct association with uh, Soros, if... He was the majority owner of this company, according to the article, and according to the stock records. The Bud family was the second largest owner of stock. Mm-hmm. So I've been on two boards before. You know who the majority owners are because they have such control over what you're going to do as a company, and they often have a lot of interaction. So, uh, and, 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 and Soros is, I mean, he's the largest funder of abortion. He's the funder of all these radical groups that helped cause riots, including right here in Charlotte, where I had to call the National Guard, and I'm proud I called the National Guard. He, he's in favor of defunding the police. I mean, George Soros is the menace of uh, our democracy and of capitalism and is introducing socialistic types of programs and is basically owns the Democratic Party. And my opponent, one of my opponents... Um, had a pretty good relationship with Soros from a business relations standpoint. So, and they all made money except for the farmers when right. they went bankrupt. Well, according to the article, the majority ownership here was like mm-hmm. 7.5% of all of its stock. Is that really like, – yes. that, that's enough to move everybody? Oh, absolutely. You see companies throughout the United States where activists uh, – People own 2 to 3% of the stock and have the major say and can even place board members on the uh, board of directors. So that's a pretty extensive amount of stock. And believe me, when you're on a board, you know who the major investors are in your company. You are not naive about it. You know who the major investors are. So the Quantum Partners LDC is the company. This is 
an investment firm, according to the Observer article, an investment fund that was managed by Soros Fund Management LLC. So is there any is there any proof that there was like any kind of direct relationship here? Because if it's an investment fund managed by another fund that Soros is connected to the, the, the other one, why would that translate to him being directly involved in the agribiotech company? And well, this was 20 years ago. It was 20 years ago, but it made a huge difference and a lot of money being made by the Bud Group and by that company before they went bankrupt. And, you know, questions asked, how did he bail out of it before they went bankrupt? How did the Bud family somehow recover and pay off all their loans before the bankruptcy and then lose a civil court case about this? And, you know, some of that same money now that was made is being used on TV ads against me because... Uh, the Bud family also helps give donations to uh, these Washington special interest groups that are running negative ads against me in the Senate race. So uh, if this were a Democratic candidate and a uh, a uh, Soros owned much of the company, it would be a big story among Republicans. Mm-hmm. I mean, George Soros is not good for our country because of his radical socialist views and basically, uh, you know, he had a big impact on my governor's race. He, he helps – these groups that he funds helps coordinate all the protest mm-hmm. uh, throughout the nation, and which I had to deal with as, as governor uh, about every day during Moral Mondays. Remember them when I reduced unemployment? The thing I'm proudest of doing when I was governor is I, I reduced unemployment in 2013, the unemployment compensation in North Carolina, because we had job openings. Right. And people were saying, I got job openings. Will no one come to work? And it was because North Carolina had one of the best unemployment compensations in the nation. So I reduced it what South Carolina, Tennessee, and Virginia are, are paying. And three months later, North Carolina had the largest drop in unemployment in the nation. And I'm proud of that decision. But that's when all the Soros back left wing blue protesters uh, started going after me. Well, look at the bright side. If you win the Senate race in the primary and the general, you go mm-hmm. back to D.C., you can run into Reverend William Barber up there again. Yeah, he's been promoted. <laughs> I guess he did such a good job against yeah. me that now he's a national figure. Yeah, yeah. It's, he uh, was kind of a inter- – well, I could tell a lot of stories about William Barber, but he'd come into my office well, can and you be tell them nice, on the, and then can you tell them out on the- of the office – and I was the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if you would like to tell them on the radio, I'm happy to listen to them. <laughs> no? No? All right. No, I'd be glad to. Okay. I just don't know how much time. But right now, the, well, the biggest I concern I have in our nation is inflation, fuel prices, the energy policy of Joe Biden, which is disastrous, the immigration policy, which is disastrous. Can you imagine Charlotte Douglas International Airport just opening up customs and let people run through and no one check them? There would be an outcry, Mm -hmm. but that's what we're doing on the Mexican border right now, and I'm trying to show you the analogy of the two because they're the same. Mm -hmm. And yet the liberals and my opponents, who are going to be the Democratic nominees uh, for the U.S. Senate, are remaining quiet on immigration and, and they get I'll to t- and they get to that's one of the to. nice things about being a democrat and I, yeah and i'm to. telling you right now pete and i've talked about this before the gang activity when i was on homeland security yep. commission after 9-11 and i got fired by obama you know my good friend obama according to the commercial <laughs> obama fired me from homeland security 
And uh, he, I asked Chertoff at my last meeting, what's the biggest security concern in America? And this was 15 years ago. He said the Mexican cartels. Yeah. Pat, I got to leave it there. I appreciate you joining me. We'll have you back. Anytime. Uh, yeah, good You're to talk with you. You're doing a great job. All right, thanks, sir. Appreciate it. That's Pat McCrory.